You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's podcast, I'm delighted to have with me Callista Wong. Callista is one of our most up and coming young engineers here at the associations. And she's going to talk to us a little bit today about house rating schemes. Welcome, Callista. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me here. Before we start, Callista, I wondered whether I could ask you whether you have ever used a brick for a purpose other than its intended purpose, like for a brick wall or a path. Have you ever used a brick for something else? I have. I have used a brick as a paperweight before. Oh, we haven't had that one. We haven't had that one. Yes, as a full-time <laughs> university student as well. Good. <laughs> also sometimes. Now, look, Callista, some of these house rating schemes can be really confusing. Let's just start with what are the benefits of these schemes? What do they allow us to do? Within the building industry now, there's a really big rise and focus on sustainability. So what these schemes really help to ensure is that you're reaching these energy efficiency targets. This helps to reduce household costs and contributes to reducing carbon emissions and electricity requirements too. So just let's maybe sort of look at an example of that, a way that we could use less energy. And also, I think it's an important reminder for our listeners that using less energy also reduces your utility costs. But is there an easy example that we could lend to, which is a way to reduce your energy in your home? A really basic and I guess comprehensive example would be so in hot weather instead of using or turning on your air conditioner you could use a manual paper fan to just fan yourself Um, and this will save money and reduce electricity use. Beautiful. Sometimes that isn't absolutely practical, but I think if you're in a brick house you're going to be more comfortable than if you're in another building materials house. Okay, so what we're going to do now, Calista, is probably break down all the different types of house rating schemes. But firstly, what schemes are compulsory and why should we use them? So this really is a state-by-state case. Mm -hmm. However, voluntary schemes are really attractive because some of them are internationally recognised, say the Green Star rating, which we'll talk a bit about later. Okay. And they also potentially increase your markability as well. So property value goes up with some of these uses too. That's a great point. All right, let's take a dive into the first one. What is NATHERS, which stands for the Nationwide House Energy Rating Scheme? What does that really look at? So Nathas is really looking at energy loads and limits. And so it's often used to actually meet the National Code of Construction requirements for whole of home assessments. So what it is, is basically a rating out of 10 stars. And an interesting fact is actually roughly 94% of building approvals were assessed in 2020 to 2021 using this. So it's a big one. It's Um, a big one, right. And is this for when people are sort of looking at like seven star houses, is this the most common way that this rating system is used? Exactly. With the National Construction Code coming out with the 2022 comments, which increases it from a six to seven star rating, it'll be really important, especially for Nathas as well. It's just an easier way to meet these requirements. We're using heaps of acronyms today. So I did just want to say to our listeners, if you start getting a little bit alphabetically confused, we have a previous podcast on all the acronyms that are used in the construction industry. 
So just on the neighbours, and I, I don't want to go too much in detail, Calista, but what are some of the ways that an assessment's kind of carried out for how a building performs? So there are specific requirements to actually carry out an assessment. So what you normally do is you get an accredited assessor to help you do this. What you need for a rating scheme would basically be to have full plans of your house, sections and elevations, and also the building materials and glazing types that you're intending to be used. This will provide the most accurate rating scheme for that. And I guess as well for those um, of our listeners that are not only engaging an architect or a builder or even just doing some mass renovations, all of these things the builder should be aware of. Yes, they should be aware of it. And even, in fact, the software itself are very, really looking into this. It monitors hour-by-hour hour energy use as well. So things such as building mass materials, such as brick, insulation levels as well. And so what are the four softwares? Because, again, we're talking about a lot of different terms. But under Nathers, what are the four softwares that are accredited to conduct Nathers ratings? So the first one is Accurate. There's also Burrs Pro, First Rate 5 and Hero. And all of these can actually be accessed on the website for more information too. Excellent. The next one I want to talk about is one that when I was renovating here in New South Wales, we had to comply with. And it's called the BASICS, the Built Sustainability Index. And it is compulsory in New South Wales. But what does this sort of ratings tool do, Callista, that's a little different to the others? Yeah, so as you mentioned before, one particular specific feature with the BASICS rating is that it is compulsory in Australia. And one thing, as we were talking about with NAFAS before, you can actually use NAFAS to meet the requirements for heating and cooling for BASICS. So what it is, is it actually is these targets set out by the New South Wales planning reduction for areas such as greenhouse gas emissions and water. So that basically means that they compare results between these and the targets met. So based on location and building type. Okay. And I remember, you know, in particular to my renovation, we had to put a lot of external blinds on the house to increase shade and things like that. So those are the type of things that it will require you to do. Yeah, so that's where you're looking at cooling loads and energy limits as well, which mm-hmm. again goes back to energy efficiency. Okay. So just remind me, how does BASICS work with neighbours? So BASICS is actually an online software tool. So what you actually can do is you can probably get a rating with Nathus first Mm -hmm. and then use that Nathus rating in conjunction with the BASICS to produce a result. Oh, fabulous. And again, my understanding is that you need a BASICS certificate for any new houses, townhouses or villas, any renovations that are $50,000 or over. And then I guess conversion of a non-existing residential building to an existing one. So if you're changing a warehouse into an apartment or a house you'd need to do it then yes exactly all right so we've gone neighbors we've gone basics now we're going to green star rating tell us a little bit about this one the green star rating is a little bit different because this is actually an internationally recognized one so whilst it's not compulsory it's actually a really great thing to have especially again if you're looking at increasing property value reducing your household costs as well This was founded by the Green Building Council of Australia. So it is out of a six-star rating. And what's interesting about this is that the rating is not necessarily recognised unless it's over four stars, which Mm. is best practice. Yes, you've got to sort of get a little bit higher. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So these are really for for the big dogs. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so six stars is being the world leadership as well. So this actually evaluates a lot of environmental issues too. So focusing on economic prosperity, affordability, livability, 
design governance. So it covers a lot of aspects as well. And I know just from my observations and obviously having a lot to do with the Green Building Council of Australia, this does tend to skew a little bit more to commercial buildings, but really is important for those commercial buildings more so than residential. Yes, exactly. And a lot of these as well, while we are talking about energy efficiency, a lot of the main focus here and the goal would be home occupancy and in terms of comfort for the actual occupants of the building too. That's right. It's a very big target. My understanding is that there was going to be a comfort index that was going to be brought in as well, which is to be living comfortably, um, which is a little bit different than some of the loads. But I think that's coming in future NCCs. All right, moving right along now to the Victorian Residential Efficiency Scorecard. Talk us through this. So this one, despite its name, is actually available nationwide across Australia. Uh It's on a scale of 1 to 10. So 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest. So if you get a score of 10, it just basically means you use a lot less energy and you have a lot less household costs as well overall than, say, a lower rating. And another thing about it is it's delivered by the government and mm-hmm. it has approved assessors. So that's a lot like the NATHAS as well. Yep. So you have to go through assessors for that. Another thing about it is too, is it's actually being adopted by NATHAS in about 2022. It's going to be called the National Scorecard Initiative. So basically what that is, is it's actually building on top of the modelling for this program. And just taking that and making it being able to be nationwide available. And I guess it's one way, Clister, that you can compare your home to others and then also look at how you can reduce your own energy efficiency within the home. Yeah, so that's a great thing with a lot of these schemes as well. You are able to compare your costs, your energy loads with other houses similar to yours too. And then you can actually improve it if you haven't built it yet for Mm -hmm. the design. That's right. Now, lastly but not least, there's Neighbours. Now, that stands for the National Australian Built Environment Rating System and is different to Neighbours. Could you tell us a little bit about this one? So Neighbours is a very common one and it's mainly used actually for commercial buildings over residential. It focuses on the actual impact, not the intent of the building. And so what that basically means is that unlike other schemes, it doesn't actually predict. And what it does is it takes into account the performance of a house for at least 12 months occupation. Right. Yeah, so it takes in the actual data from that, so the energy use to actually run the house from the occupants. So it's actually quite an accurate rating too. And it is a web-based tool that anyone can actually access. Oh, wow. Who knew? All right, now let's just do a little bit of a recap. We started with Nathers, which is the nationwide house energy rating scheme. And again, 95% of buildings are really approved using this scheme. We then sort of went on to BASICS, which is something that has been compulsory in some states. And I guess that sort of has a design feature that will affect the level of comforts. And those are often things you need to use in conjunction with neighbours to improve your energy efficiency for your home. We spoke a little bit about Green Star Rating. And again, this has been founded by the Green Building Council of Australia. It's something that's optional, but very popular with commercial buildings and particularly I know in inner city spaces green star ratings are becoming more and more important we then moved on to the Victorian residential efficiency scorecard and you mentioned that this is just about to be changed to the national scorecard initiative that's right and this is probably going to be a little bit of an extension to neighbors um, but we're going to check out on that but this one is sort of really around providing an energy rating as a scorecard 
And the last one that we talked about was neighbours, not to be confused with neighbours, and that was the National Australian Build Environment Rating System. And that, again, is mainly used for commercial buildings. It's something that you can download as an online software that anyone can really use. Wow, Callista, there's a lot of tongue-twisting acronyms in this session we've had. Yeah, there has been a lot. (laughs) How do these ratings work in with the release of the National Construction Code for 2022? Yeah, with the release of the National Construction Code for 2022, a lot of it will be focused on energy load limits as well as condensation management, that sort of thing. So we're really looking again at that sustainability aspect of building. So what these programs can actually do is help to meet those minimum energy requirements set out. One thing to note, though, with Neighbours is that it actually doesn't meet energy efficiency requirements for the National Construction Code. So you'd actually have to use NAFAS or another program as well to meet in conjunction with that if you really wanted to cover your ground. You can't go so low on that. So Calista, when we're talking about the National Construction Code and some of the changes that have been brought in for 2022, they really relate to, we talked about the heating and cooling loads. And where I want to bring this back to is the role that brick plays in this particular scenario with the National Construction Code. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, Elizabeth, as you very well know, bricks have a really great thermal property in terms of they have very high thermal mass. So this allows for a really great sort of comfortable temperature throughout the day and night. It's something that we call the thermal lag effect, where it basically absorbs heat through the day and releases it slowly during night. And that actually really helps in terms of keeping occupants very comfortable during the day and the night, especially in areas that have greater variation of temperature throughout the day. That's absolutely correct, Calista. And one of the things that you used to be able to do was you used to be able to combine the heating load and the cooling load. So what that meant was that, say, if you had a material that you were working with that had a very low cooling load but a very high heating load, you could combine them and have the average of that. But in the National Construction Code, these loads are actually treated separately. Is that correct? Yes, And then so we have brick with a great thermal mass that performs well both in a cooling load as well as a heating load as per what you were saying about the thermal lag effect. Yeah, exactly. And they can be used in conjunction with insulation as well and that can actually help to achieve even greater energy efficiency. Calista, you have tackled with us quite a tongue-tying topic. Whilst we're thinking brick, you know that I love to do other things whilst I listen to podcasts. Where can people go for some more information? So if you are curious, you can head to the Think Brick Australia website. We also have a manual eight that targets sustainability and energy efficiency. And all of these links are available in the show notes. Thank you so much, Callista, for helping us understand a little bit more about energy efficiency rating schemes. Thanks for having me. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.